my name's Sarah. And I'm Lorna. And this is Never Seen the Godfather. And we're two girls who've never seen The Godfather. <laughs> we still haven't seen The Godfather. Still haven't seen The Godfather. But today we are going to discuss a film that I've seen at least once, I think possibly twice. I'm real 80s film buff. You haven't seen it before, no? No, and I, I didn't actually record myself what I thought of it beforehand, but, but I did will. write it down. Okay, I can't wait. And the <laughs> film today is is the breakfast the club. breakfast club yeah so lorna you hadn't seen it this gem of a 1980s film as it's known what did you think it was about i'm dying to know <laughs> so i'm I, dying to know what you expected <laughs> i honestly didn't know and unfortunately i had kind of seen a little bit of a blurb so i was trying to put that out of my mind because I, I was like don't think about the blurb what did you actually think so i thought it might be about a few people who maybe solve mysteries together. That's just <laughs> so. And I, I was a mad. I didn't even know that they were going to be teenagers. I just thought they might be a group just of people, people. solve yeah. mysteries. It didn't have to be murder mysteries. I kind of regular mysteries. And I also seemed to mix it up with the Goonies, which I've never seen, but they're in my head together. And Another eighties film. Crime. The Is Goonies do the Goonies fight crime? The Goonies are like younger. They're like children, oh. and they find a body. I think I watched it on a plane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, but the Goonies I do remember. I was like, this isn't quite what I expected. But um, this is very different from the Goonies, I would say, except for that classic nineteen eighties charm, nineties American charm. Oh yeah, definitely. This has that all <laughs> over it. All yeah. over it. Um, so I I have seen I watched The Breakfast Club for the first time a few years ago because I really love an 80s film. Two of my favorite films are um Back to the Future is my favorite film ever. And um when Harry Met Sally is another one of my favourite films and they're both from the 80s. I told my aunt recently that my favourite film is Back to the Future and she went, and I said I also love When Harry Met Sally and she went, oh, child of the 80s. Wait, when were you born? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> Not like, a child of the a 80s, second. how dare you? Um, well, yeah, they're definitely, my mom loves 80s films. So whenever we're watching, I think we actually have done we definitely have two 80s films and one 90s films. But she's like, oh my God, my childhood. And actually she thinks she's yeah. really young. And today we're watching The Breakfast Club. She she um, also thinks she's a child of the 80s. Like myself. She, <laughs> me and she was in, yeah. I want to give her age away, but she was like in her 20s. And she was like, oh God, I thought I was really young. And I was like, you were really young, but you were the same age as me now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not. <laughs> it's like you weren't a child. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, she didn't really seem to want to accept that actually she wasn't a teenager at the time <laughs> these characters were teenagers, I was, which they weren't, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I was thinking about, we'll get to their ages as well a little later on. I've done a little bit, I have done my fun facts. I kept forgetting that I used to do fun facts, but I do know some things about this movie. Okay, so I don't know, let's jump in. I haven't seen this in years, so I was pretty excited to go into it. Um, I really liked the opening. It's again got a thing I realised I like where it just has credits. Just nothing, <laughs> just credits. That was nice. Um, yeah, it had the cast in alphabetical order. Just before we get into the breakfast club, 
you know, the first song they play uh, is something. And I wrote down the lyrics rather than remembering the name of the song. But whatever the song is, it's great. It's lovely. It's obviously 80s. It's playing over the start. I had to pause the film to go fix the brightness on my phone so that I would cast properly. And to test the brightness I put on, I put on an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they happen to be singing the same song that plays at the start of The Breakfast Club. And it was really spooky. Oh my God, it's Don't You Forget About Me, I think is the song. Yes. They played at the end as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what, it was what, terrifying. What nine, nine did they use? I mean, that's so weird. So do you know the episode when Gina and Boyle's parents get married? Oh, yeah. Scully sings it at the wedding. And at that exact moment played when <laughs> no. I put on my episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's to really the creepy. <laughs> so that's creepy. so funny. Because it's it great. a great song and um so they play that at the start as i said they also played at the end we're jumping ahead there's also a monologue like at the start a voiceover thing as we see all these like establishing shots of the school i really like these kind of slow like gentle starts to films so like this with the <laughs> cassis the quotes and then you're just kind of seeing the school and there's no one around it's all just like b-roll um it just really eases me and it makes me really calm. Um, but yeah, there's a voiceover doing a monologue. And then as I was listening to it, I was like, I think this is the same as what's going to play at the end. And I think it was. It's like the essay. Oh my Which God. again, we'll get to at the end. But yeah. That's so I was like, really I like... Well noticed. Thank you. I like the mirroring. And then it's of course like... You have them all getting dropped off, which we're going to get into now. But then the end, it's like they're picking them up and there's just a great mirroring. Now, that one sounds, but that's a bit more of a reach because that is just what happens when you're at school. You get dropped off, you get collected. But, well, I mean, the like, film could have ended or started somewhere yeah, else. So like exactly. it is definitely done intentionally. And, and like the whole whole film is like they're not, their parents aren't, they talk about the parents, but the parents aren't there. So then it's like that kind of thing of like, it's the real kind of bookmark of like leaving the parents and then, going back to the parents and then it's all the other stuff and they're opening up what's going to happen and then they're closing off what happened. We'll get to the ending as well. I have so many thoughts about the ending, but we'll start at the beginning. <laughs> so I actually, this yeah. but this film, I didn't think I would have this many thoughts because it's quite a slow film and yeah. it's dialogue focused, minor movement focused. Mm. It, it looked like a play almost, like it would make a good play. Because it's yeah. all basically in the same space. And a lot of that stuff that happens adds to the film, like with the separate storylines or separate um, shots. They're not 100% necessary. So I was like, ooh, this is yeah. really interesting to get a slow film like this. I don't know if, can't make a statement like that, but I don't know if we get as many of those now. Yeah. Would people sit through an hour and 40 minutes of teenagers in one room? Yeah, because I was thinking this where there's like a certain element of like surrealism to it, not to be getting too like hoity-toity, but um, <laughs> it was like, like there were bits where there's a bit where they're dancing and there's a bit where they're smoking and uh, one of um Emilio Estevez's character is in a room and he's like, woo, he does this big dance and he takes off his jumper and stuff. And then he goes back into the room and he, clo- he slams the door and then he starts, oh, he screams and then the glass shatters on the door, which I was mm-hmm. like, clearly like that's not a realistic thing. Clearly that wouldn't happen. There would be consequence to it if it was too rooted in reality. But then this one, it's very much rooted in reality, but it has these elements of like, 
I suppose, to show like how it feels at that time and the intensity of it. I don't know. But like there were these cutaways that just weren't true to life. But it told it was all part of a larger story that did speak to life. I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit That's of a really... I'm a bit of a film connoisseur. <laughs> That was a really nice point because I think you kind of get a view like that when you when I I believe usually get that view after maybe two or three viewings of a movie, and that's really nice because I wouldn't have noticed that. Like there were some bits that sort of jarred with me slightly. Um, I did love the dance montage actually. Yeah, and (laughs) separately, and one of the initial things I noticed was when they're being dropped off. I've noticed recently when I see Tesla cars, the fancy cars with no exhaust, <laughs> yeah. the new ones we have, I'm like, yes. God, they look so futuristic. And then I see these 80s cars and I'm like, they also look really futuristic because they just <laughs> don't look like now. And I'm, <laughs> I was looking at them going, there's a car in there with like tinted brown windows, like a saloon car at the back, but only half a saloon. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> so funny using old cards and you're like the future is here <laughs> and I think it's a little bit of back to the future though is in there as well yeah yeah I'm like oh back to the future the future is the 80s yeah oh amen to that but yeah so we start at the at the beginning I really love how I just keep talking about the opening but I love in the beginning mm-hmm. where everyone's getting dropped off or arriving at school you get such a sense of who their family because the whole thing is they go in and it's like mm. you have to write an essay about who you think you are which is like a nightmare assignment um, but the parents you get such a sense of who the parents think they are who they are in context of their family what the expectations are around them so like Molly Ringwald's character Claire gets dropped off also we don't find out their names so much later but anyway oh, gets, yeah that was crazy. one of my very first questions I was like will I ever yeah. know their names <laughs> will I ever learn their names <laughs> I so yeah Claire gets dropped off and her dad's like oh oh she's like can't believe you didn't get any attention dad and he's like oh well I don't know the dad kind of weirded me out and then um uh Andrew Andy the wrestler, he was getting dropped off I by I called him the wrestler for the entire thing. The wrestler, I called him the jock and Emilio Estevez. Well, I called him Judd Nelson for a while because I always think, I always think it's the other way around. I mix up Judd Nelson and Emilio Estevez. Judd Nelson plays Bender. Mm-hmm. Which so it then, took, we got his name very quickly. Got his name very quickly because they were like, the Bender. And which I was like, it sounds like, like an insulting name, but it's just his name. And he's just throwing out all these offensive words. And then his name is Bender. Like the robot from the <laughs> drama. <laughs> and well, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but also when they kept saying it, I was like, is this a slur? I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I thought and it was then, Bender. Then I thought I was just mishearing yeah, it. I was like, I they thought must it was be Bender. Bender as well. I was like, oh, it must be Bender. And then I thought it was like Pender. And I was mm. like, I was getting so confused. And then you see like... um. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall, Brian. Um, Brian gets dropped off, and his mum's like, Oh, you got to study. You got to blah, blah, blah. Um, Ali Sheedy gets dropped off and ignored. And then Judd Nelson just walks into school. <laughs> I didn't know who yeah. he was when he was walking into school. I was like, But it was very easy Who's to pick out yeah. their personalities from the start. Like, mm. we've got a very wealthy girl. We've got, I. I'm very sorry, but I only knew her as goth girl for the majority of my notes. And then we've got Brian, but we could tell 
Brian was, well, not that he was very intelligent, but that his mother definitely pushed him to work very hard. Mm. Um, wrestler, I was like, jock, obviously. There's always a number. And then the yeah. guy in the sunglasses and the coat, I was like, what are you going to be? It didn't <laughs> immediately scream cool to me at all. I thought he might be the teacher because he was so <laughs> tall. But I was like, who's this bloke walking towards them with his trench coat? You yeah. know, cool in the 80s versus cool now. I don't know who's the cool guy. Like when they're listing them off the end, he's he, he's the criminal. He's just, at the, I, I mean, he's, it's he's so awful. Like, <laughs> did I make I, him cool? Oh, I think no, I have a type. I think he's meant to be a bit of a waster, although... We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. So it, it, maybe being cool is subjective. And I it obviously is. found him. I was like, hmm, he's the cool guy. Yeah. To me, okay. it says Anthony a lot more Michael about me. Cool. Oh, yeah. The wrestler. No, 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 no. <laughs> the nerd. Brian. No. Yeah, no, uh, I'm joking. Brian was I'm the best. So Brian was the best. You, when they all came in, who were you like when they first appeared who were you like ah that's probably a bit of me oh god was there anyone there was um i wasn't i was definitely a combination of Mm. goth girl and claire what is goth girl's name (laughs) i think her name's allison okay allison allison and claire because there was some things that claire said and there was some things that allison (laughs) sort of didn't say and i was like yeah I feel I would be combination yeah. M. I wouldn't say I was like Brian. Or maybe I was a little bit like Brian. Maybe we're all just a little bit of them all. That's that's what I got yeah. by the end of the film. And then at the end of the film, I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe that was the point all along. Um, but at the start, I was like, when right. Alison walked in and sat down silently in the back and had this massive coat on, I was like, that's who I aspire to be. That's who I am. <laughs> Going that's who I want to be. Myself. Yes. I never have a coat big enough. Like, I just, that's who I want to be. But I think I was like, uh, it was probably a bit of Brian when I was in school. Where it's like, hey guys, let's study. <laughs> it's just... I don't know, like I definitely... I'm Robert Dweeb. No, I did a lot of everything. So I would always have been quite a... a What's that word? Uh, an all-rounder. Like I did a lot of sport. Yeah. I did okay in school. Did I got on with a lot of people. I did a lot of sports. Yeah, I know that about you. Yeah, I quit them all when I was about sixteen. Um, mm. Camogie, football, hockey. For a while, I did athletics, but I wasn't very good at that. Yeah, horse riding. All of the nice. sports I could do, I did tennis. I was on the tennis team at one point. I wasn't very good at that though. Um. And then I turned into a waster. So. <laughs> and Bender came and you were like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my exact adolescence. That's what's going to happen to Brian. He met Bender and he's screwed now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck. Oh my God. Jesus. You definitely just cursed. Oh, so funny. Sorry. Uh, I actually <laughs> written down, I wonder will I ever know all of their names? And then I wrote down, no, I will not know all of their names. Because I, I was waiting. I was thinking about you because I was like, Lorna will be really good on their names. But then after all, I was like, I don't think they've said any of their names. No, they definitely they didn't because really, as soon as I yeah. I write them down. Yeah. Because they really just kind of dropped, like at one point they were all like, <laughs> like, what's your name? And it was like Claire. And I was like, you guys have been here for like two hours oh, like, yeah. how, do you, how do you not ask that yet also 7am to 4pm the fuck 
that's so American. Going to school at seven a.m. Are you joking? Did Absolutely you have not. detention in in oh, your school? We it did exist, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't really a thing. I think kind of after. Uh, I was when I got to like second or third year, they kind of stopped doing it. I never got detention, but it was like a big deal in my school if you got detention. They didn't like hand them out easily. No, like yeah. it seems to be quite common on American TV shows. Yeah, it was like I don't huge know if, it is common. if you got detention. Um, mm. Yeah, but so no, you had one to do really something did. really bad. Yeah, yeah, to and you fair, had to like. Yeah, and it was kind of the people who I knew who got detention. It was kind of like. Um, it would have been like an ongoing thing where a teacher would have a problem with them for a long while. And then it would be like, okay, well, that's the last straw. You're going to have detention, I think. But again, it was so uncommon. Like it was, there were some girls a few years older than me who, in my sister's year, who used to like have detention sometimes. But I think it stopped. I don't know. They were just messers, um, I think. And one of them. I wasn't uh, a messer. They were very nice. That's the thing. They weren't like mean. They were just like masters. And then one of them ended up in normal people. <laughs> That's how <laughs> small Ireland is. <laughs> she's lovely and she's a great actress and she ended up in normal people. Oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. That and I only know, small. I don't know if she freaked when I got detention. Is that slander? But I know once she had detention with her friend because one <laughs> of my friends accidentally to- walked in <laughs> and was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and <had> to leave. <laughs> We didn't do the do detention at all. It just, I mean, like so rarely, like you would have to have done something incredibly bad. We had yellow forms and red forms. I'm not sure what the point was. Oh yeah, suspension. Yeah. You had three yellow forms, suspension. you got a yeah. red form. I actually wanted, because, so they all interact with each other for the first time. And there's another thing they mention here. I wonder, is it here? Uh, yeah. They're in clubs. So they're given out by who's in what clubs. That yeah. isn't really like there's no thing well, There was no yeah. physics club in my school. There was no. sport and there was no drama club. There was no that sort of hierarchy doesn't exist to the same extent, I don't think. Yeah. And I don't know if it even exists in America, to be honest, because I, I, I haven't been to an American school. There's certain things in American films and things like that that like are really big deals in the films. But then I'm like, I don't know if they're real. When you go there. Yeah. I yeah, know. I don't know either. Yeah. Like, oh, there was a great line there as well. You don't belong, so you just have to dump all over it. I don't know if it was Brian or Wrestler Boy who said it to Bender, but Bender answers and he's like, I don't know any lepers either, but I'm not going to go out and join any of their clubs. <laughs> really he's comparing. Was... He's actually horrible. Like, he's really, <laughs> no, like, I think back on it, he's horrible. I, I, wrote down I just wrote Bender instigator because he was annoying me so much and then as I was thinking that I was like this guy is so annoying he I didn't even write it down because I was so shocked I can't remember the specific line and put it out of my head but I just wrote Jesus Christ the misogyny in here and then I and then the next thing I wrote right underneath that was he does have great hair though I know it's terrible and I can see Claire is having the same thoughts she is going he is a horrible person but he's lovely very eyes. attractive very attractive but he's such a dickhead oh and then and then I said all of the slurs every time there's a slur it threw me for a loop like they're kind of throwing out slurs it was the 80s they were like this is okay I guess but every single time one came out I was so jarring I was like oh my god I can't say that I just like got a fright 
I like sank into this film like I was an 80s teenager. <laughs> I noticed one thing that stood starkly out for me, which is yeah. later in the film, where I felt very uncomfortable and I was like, oh my God, but we'll talk about it later. I know it'll come up. Okay. Um, okay. But I otherwise I didn't actually I didn't actually notice slurs. Because I'm sure I would, did. I think, if I watched it again though. Yeah. There were a few slurs. And then there was um uh one point where uh, uh, Bender and Vernon were having like a standoff, and Vernon kept Who's handing Vernon? out Saturday. He's the teacher. Oh, so Vernon nasty. kept he nasty guy. He kept throwing out detentions, and he was like, "You want another oh, yeah. one?" Blah blah. And I was like, "Oh my god, how many is this? I'm gonna have to go back." And then Anthony Michael Hall went, "That's seven And then the guy was like, "No, no, it's eight And he went, "No, no, no, it's seven sir." <laughs> Vernon went, "Shut up, Pee Wee!" And that was so funny to me. I was like, "The the stupid eighties insults are so much better to me than the slurs." <laughs> like, just when they throw yeah. when he's like, "Shut up, Pee Wee!" I was like, "That would sting so much," <laughs> and it's so funny. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Say things like what a burn." I feel like they Shut up, I, I think it's definitely that. American because they say yeah. dork as well. Dork, nerd. Yeah, the one, one the- point I did laugh where it was like uh <laughs> like standing there and I think Bender went dork and Anthony Michael went, Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> he would so loud. I was like, that's I love it's funny. So well, it would have Brian. to be. It had right. to be a good script because they don't actually do an awful lot. You know what I mean? So yeah. the dialogue is really clever. Like the quotes in this it's really are, good. Um, Bender says, "Eat my shorts." So I have to know which <laughs> came first, The Simpsons or Breakfast Club? Or the Breakfast and it Club. Was, it was Breakfast Club. So stop. I was really? now. Apparently, it was also quite common in the eighties to a, say it, but there was a room where it came. Stupid from term. It's really American though, isn't it? Eat my yeah. shorts. Like I wouldn't. Eat my shorts. I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> Do they mean boxer shorts? I don't know what it means. Because I used to think because Bart Simpson wore shorts and he'd be like, eat my shorts. And I was like, yeah, you see, oh, he ha, does ha, wear that shorts. Bart. I don't think Bart even knew what it meant. <laughs> it Bart sounds really odd thing. coming from a human. I know, it doesn't Not, sound great. Uh, yeah, Bart. coming from a person, <laughs> it doesn't sound great in our accents either. Eat my shorts. Eat my shorts. <laughs> Dude, give me your best American accent right now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You're like, no. No. Okay. Just it would just be a Bart Simpson impression where he's like, eat my shorts. <laughs> eat so my stupid. shorts. Eat I think it's shorts. just gone Irish as well. Uh, I was about yeah, to sidetrack completely into another film as well, which was hilarious. But anyway, um, but yeah, the first time they all stick up for Bender is around this time as well, because he steals mm. the screw from the door. They're all yes. kind of enthralled with him. Like, I don't know if it's some kind of performance, like mm. everyone, they, they can't stop watching him and he can't stop looking for attention. Yeah, well, it's like they just want to impress him and have his approval, almost. Yeah, and he wants but, it though. Yeah, like he he seems to enjoy this kind of. There's definitely some mad psychology going on in Bender's mm. life and head. Oh yes. Um, I wrote down actually. Also, girl who doesn't talk and dumps her head on the table might have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, there's Maybe. something going on here. But then I was like, all teenagers have issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's the whole thing. Like they all do, and we all yeah. do, and it's just very common. Um, yeah. So even I though, did, she yeah, more obvious. Yeah, so vendors actually. Well, yeah, they're all they all got issues, but no, you're right, and I think as well, like. So yeah, like I said, so around the time they first stand up for Bender, so they like live from about the screw. I don't think I took as many notes as you, but I did. There was one scene so many where notes. <laughs> there is a scene, it might be a lot later, but they're talking about their parents. Bender starts doing impressions of everyone's parents. And it's really nasty. Oh. Like, it's not very nice. And oh. then but during that scene, I was like, I, I was like this is really tense I was like the tension in this room is mad and even when they weren't even talking to each other there was this mad tension that was just always there and I thought it was so good uh, well there's like, such a I'm getting it well they have like on tension there's a lot of silence in the film and then there's a lot of music but yeah. really kind of loud and yes. short bursts under certain it's actions, so which good. I think makes it quite tense. Yeah. Um, is this our first film without music by John Williams? Oh, <gasps> mm. and it's done Who really well. Music? Who did the music? <laughs> said it early on at the start, and I, I was like, I should do this. Maybe <laughs> the music will be important, and it actually was. We swapped um, out John Williams for John Hughes. He. <laughs> Hey, hey. Yeah, well, exactly. Really. It's another job. also done Spielberg as well. It's no Spielberg affiliated with this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it it has a different look now that I've seen. Yeah. You know, it does have a different, it's a, obviously a different director, you know, as a film yeah. person. I can say things like that. Because um, there was, just with the music, just I do have a note mm. here that when Bender's talking about his parents, the music does like build in this really... Mm interesting so dramatic really dramatic made me really sad yeah I also couldn't tell like if his family life was actually that difficult I I, and I never found out I was never sure I thought maybe at the end he was going to walk to the bleachers and go asleep sorry (laughs) no that's fair but even with the cigar burn that he showed well I didn't see a cigar burn he just like pulled he's like look at this cigar burn I don't know. I just didn't. I was like, he could just do like, like special effects makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That's really far away. I didn't see it. I don't yeah. believe it. So I just wasn't sure. Like, I think That's if you think too much into these kind of characters, I was like, is it that bad? And then at the end, I was like, oh, maybe it is that bad. Yeah. I just never fully was sure what to make of him because he's so, he can be so horrible to the rest of them. Like, and then just yeah. expects them to like um, entertain his own behaviour. Yeah. So Bender, when he talked about his parents and he was doing the whole, they're horrifically violent people and here's all the terrible things they do. I was like, oh, because I was like, why does Bender keep showing up to detention? Like, he seems like the kind of person who, if he gets detention, they're like, you have to be here, blah, blah, blah. He'd just be like, I oh, know. But he's showed up on time, 7 a.m. Saturday, on time, in like an immaculate coat. His coat was kind of hilarious. I was like, so put together. It like didn't match the whole rest of his character. But no, 
Yeah. But well, I thought that was him talking about his parents. It was like important for his character, but it was also important for just why he was there. I thought. Now that you say that, mm. it, it does make sense that he's going to detention every and he's so happy to go that actually that does put more value to what he says his parents are like. Um and it's the same because you just reminded me, Alison, mm-hmm. her reason for being in detention is that she just she just came along. She had nothing else to do. And her and Bender seem to have some kind of, not friendship, but he knows a little bit about her. Like he t- throws her the drink at lunch and he was like, oh, she never talks. And like he knows her. Oh, possibly from detention. That's actually yeah, kind of a sweeter relationship. They're both a bit Two lonely though. people. Yeah. <laughs> Two lonely but, um, people. Also, what else did I say about that scene? Oh, there was some fat phobia going on. I just like wasn't. <gasps> he was like oh being, my God. yeah. And I just was having a kind of day where I was like, oh, I don't want to engage with this in any critical sense. Like, <laughs> I don't I'm too sad about this. I don't specific. think we have to. Yeah. No, we don't have to. Like, I think it was yeah. really. It's the first time I wrote down that he clearly. I called him Bad Boy at this point. I obviously had <laughs> forgotten his name. Bad Boy fancies Claire in a very yeah. juvenile way, and. Yeah, I questioned this later, but this was the first time where I was like, bad boy, he's being absolutely horrible to her for no reason. He also. Does he ask her, is this the first time he asks her? Yeah. Whether or not she's had sex. But he doesn't ask anyone else. He asks Brian and Brian is very funny about it and responds as a oh, lot yeah. of people do. He's like, oh yeah, she lives in Canada. Like she's, she's Canada. She's... <laughs> you wouldn't know her. <laughs> you wouldn't know her. And that's quite a common thing that yeah. teenagers do to make themselves like kind of appear cooler. But then he just like goes for Claire. Yeah. And, and demands that she tell him. And I was like, it's yeah. kind of, a bit rude. Like, Yeah. God. And then as well, because then he's like, going in on her and that's when the jock comes in and he's like hey leave her alone leave her alone and then he's like oh I'm gonna like I'll fight you and then he says there'll there'll be two hits me hitting you and you hitting the floor now you know it's usually three hits it's me hitting you you hitting the floor and the ambulance hitting 90 I think that's a Conor McGregor thing (laughs) <laughs> Three hits and was Is like that- me hitting you, you hitting the floor, and the ambulance hitting ninety. <laughs> but this was like that sort of scene. I was like, oh, there's going to be a fight, and then I was like, fight, yeah. fight, fight, and I was like, no, I am not a teenager. Resolve this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, because then they didn't fight, and then um, <laughs> he was like, Benjamin was like, oh, because if we do fight, I'll kill you. And then your parent and I was like, and it's the kind of movie where I was like, I believe him. I didn't believe him until he took out the knife. And then when he took yeah. out the knife, I was like, oh my god, he actually doesn't just talk a lot of talk. He carries a knife, and I feel like perfectly innocent people don't carry knives. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of a fair <laughs> assumption to make. <laughs> so Bender having a knife on him in detention still feeds into my theory that he actually has no home and lives in the football field. Just putting that out there because he never goes home. He just walks back to the football field. And I'm... Because <laughs> that's why I didn't believe... 
<laughs> just completely changes the last shot of the movie. Just like, I know. so upsetting. <laughs> Rather than quite like, you know, um, it's meant to say jovial, but that's completely the wrong word. <laughs> um, quite yeah, like that's, triumphant. Yeah. It's just then really sad if that's just like, he's like, woo. And then that's just where he lives. He just lies down. And he's like, yeah, here we go. I thought that's where they were going with that shot. So his knife is actually for defense yeah. and he's not out for blood. He kind of has to protect himself on the street. Yeah. I mean, it's he a could do that theory. still having a home. <laughs> yeah, he could actually. Oh, God. I did notice yeah. this one. Sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. No, no, because I was just going to say I've I've woven this web of lies now around Bender that I'm not entirely sure what's true and what's not true. I'm like, hmm, he has this whole elaborate backstory that could go either way. You go ahead. Yeah, because I, well, it's just on to the next one. I was thinking like Bender was so mean and so awful and the kids are all kind of mean. But then I was like, the adults are meaner. The teacher's really mean. The parents. The janitor's funny. Janitor's funny. I like the janitor. But sorry, that was one of the things with Bender where he was like, did I say this already? He was like, mean to everyone and then he was like but the whole thing is like no one gets me and it's a defensive thing and everyone judges me before they talk to me and all this and the janitor comes in and he's mean to the janitor and I was like you're doing the same thing to the janitor also yeah what's going on with Brian and the janitor that's not explained (laughs) oh I think oh no (laughs) I think no I think that what I decided is Brian must spend so much time in school and in the library that the janitor gets to know him. And I don't oh, think yeah. Brian has any friends. So I think the janitor is sort of like they do it sometimes where the very intelligent kids know the lunch lady really well. Because oh, yeah. that's the only person who they talk to during the day. Um, which actually is, is quite sad now that I think about poor Brian. But Brian, oh, this is when... Bender goes, he kind of lashes into Brian about his home life, which was horrible to watch. Yeah, it was like that whole scene. It was all the parents. <sighs> yeah, I was kind of, I kind of checked out mentally for a little while because I was just like, I I know the really like mean stuff. <laughs> like, like really, really mean and really, really violent. I'm like, why can't everyone just have a nice time? Like, So it's the Godfather yeah. we're going to watch, yeah? Yeah, 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 this is the Godfather that's on the cards. Can't wait. Actually, on I hear everyone's yeah. lovely. <laughs> it ends really happy, and there's no violence, and everyone just gets oh, along. Just yeah, I've heard. Yeah, me too. There was a parent quote that I absolutely loved. If you say I get you get along with your parents, you're a liar too, as well as an idiot. Because I think this is a really nice reference oh, to being yeah. a teenager. Mm. A teenager is like. Now, I can't speak for all teenagers, but there's a time where a lot of them don't get on with their parents and their parents can be perfectly lovely people. Yeah. Like Alison's big reveal is that her parents ignore her. Mm. And I was like, in what sense? Like, they, yeah. didn't they drop you to school? Like, yeah. What, what, you know, did they just not get you? And that's such a yeah. teenager thing is you're like, my parents, they just don't get me. They? Yeah. I'm so different. Yeah. So this is, yeah, because that's kind of one of the things at the Breakfast Club where, um, and I'll talk about it a bit later, some stuff is reading, where there weren't really movies about teenagers in the sense that, like, it really spoke to a lot of their experiences and things like that. 
So John Hughes came in and did um he did some National Lampoon ones movies and then he did Sixteen Candles, this Breakfast Club, and then he did Pretty in Pink and Ferris Bueller. But this one was really, I think, important because it was about teenagers having feelings and the things that they worried about. And it was so like on a small scale, it was like in the school and it's like, you know, fitting in with friends. It's negotiating your parents' expectations, their expectations for yourself. It's kind of figuring out how to do well in school while also kind of maintaining the kind of social like um status of not being a nerd I guess I don't know but it was like all the kind of things that worry you as a teenager and they were given kind of space for the first time and shown on screen so I think that's why this is such a big deal because when I first saw it I was like why is this the one that's like gone down in in history but on this watch I was like "Mm, I can appreciate it there's a wonderful I was thinking about this after the film there's a really there's an innocence to the characters and they sort of seem to really represent being a teenager very well. Um, And knowing that they actually were probably the first in a series of characters to represent teenagers makes it more, it packs a punch a little bit more. Like you're saying, like now we have so many shows and so many movies that actually do that really well and really successfully. Um, but they kind of owe a lot of it to this sort of genre at this time. Um, yeah. Because there's some point where they, they're talking about their feelings, but they're very like, it kind of represents being a teenager really well, where everything is either black or white and there's kind of no in between for them. And it becomes sort of, as they're growing up, you're like, oh my God, there's an in between. So I think Alison makes a reference to sleeping with a therapist and Claire's like oh my god that's awful that's the worst thing ever you could never do that you know what I mean so they kind of captured that innocence really well there's another moment they do it too which I can't remember well yeah that's (laughs) yeah it's a good point and it's like so in the sense of like these things are like the end of the world yes yeah everything is an absolute like this is the worst thing to ever happen today is the worst Mm. day ever and they don't yet they're only kind of learning to have the realization that actually some days are bad and some days are good and some things are bad and some things are good and it's the same with people um I think this film actually does that really well Mm. because even yeah you can have someone who's like objectively as awful as like (laughs) Bender (laughs) I'm going in hard on Bender at the moment because he just kind of because I know at this point in the film that I'm looking at my notes on he was pissing me off but you can see the kind of um, the innocence in the way he thinks like he's like I'm the only one who's being honest and I'm the only one blah 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 but you're also like you're still you're still a teenager and um, yeah you kind of see then other parts of them so then I think that's why it's so significant at the end when it's like you come in and it's like, okay, here's the jock, here's the princess, here's the basket case, the nerd, the criminal. But then between all of them, there's kind of, they all fit into all of those boxes when you really get to know them. It's like, they're not that different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're young, you really feel like I'm the only person who understands life this way and who feels this way. You kind of trap yourself you do. in your own psyche. Yeah. 
they 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 just capture that really well. You're the person you think you're the only one who's ever felt this way, who's ever felt that kind of pressure, ever felt that kind of loneliness. And I think then they can't see ahead of that just yet either. Mm. You know, like the fear on Monday for when they go in, will they talk to each other? They can actually oh. decide to do that themselves. Like that, that it's their choice, but they're at a stage in life. I'm saying this like I'm really old and mature. I'm not. But they're at a stage. <laughs> we are young women. <laughs> we are young. I only just left school. Like this is like yesterday. <laughs> See, you experienced like, I don't know, like last week. Like, mm. yeah, like <laughs> I, I, really, I grew. I totally yeah. grew. But they don't know that they, like, they have they're kind of just getting that agency where they can make these decisions and they can decide to talk to each other on Monday. There's actually nothing stopping them. Um, except, oh my God, what is that line from High School Musical? <laughs> where Sharpay, I think Sharpay sings it. It's like the social... She sings They're like, it. I just want to play basketball or I just want to bake, but I play basketball. Oh, status quo. Stick to the status, status quo. quo. Yeah, stick to the status quo. And they're kind of in that. I was listening to that song today. <laughs> it speaks yeah. to like my taste. No, you need variety in life. I also, um, I want to shoehorn like high school school into like us to do it one day, but I don't know. I don't think that'll fly. But anyway, like it was like our childhood. Like we can definitely decide. We that just it's have a to classic. find. We have to find someone who's never seen it. Who has never seen it? Everyone has seen so High School some, Musical. We'd have to find someone older than us. <laughs> Which is so oh, easy because we're so young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, young. <laughs> I am young. I want to actually, I know I've, because I really liked our conversation there. Um, but I have to, before, because I know we're kind of moving on to sort of mid-movie. How are we only at mid-movie? But there's a line after Bender um, is given out by Brian, or doing an impression of Brian's social life. Uh Brian does this amazing jaw clench and I really love when actors do that. Like that show that a hundred, I don't know how they do it because I don't know if I do it, but they show that something is going on and I was like, oh, how dare you, Bender? But then, did I stutter? Do you know the oh. line from The Office? Have you seen The Office? The line from The Office? I have seen The Office. What's the line? Stanley says, did I stutter? <laughs> so it's like yeah. another, I think it must another. be a reference to Breakfast Club. Yeah. So he was like, did I stutter? And my brain, like my head just whipped up and I was like, oh my God, did I stutter? I was like, this came from something else. It wasn't from the office. (laughs) Turns out there's a lot of lines in there that have been used by people. That's interesting because I feel like did I stutter is kind of a term, but I don't know if this is where it came from. Was John Hughes like a bit of a Shakespeare? It seems like this is what makes a classic. Did I stutter? Yeah. And also we're... (laughs) <laughs> we're just simple Irish women we don't know if these are just common things said in America <laughs> did I stutter it's just such an iconic line in the office and it's used so well here that I was like oh, oh my god stutter oh my god I because <laughs> I, <love> <laughs> I interrupted you um, I yeah I love Andy Michael Holness is so good he plays Brian Thank you for He's, clarifying. I had forgotten yeah. who Brian was. <laughs> His actor was unbelievable. Because I, I was watching, I was like, "He's so good." And um, no, we haven't got to that scene. We we'll talk to about. Do you want it? Do you want to get to the to the bit? You know, the bit 
Yeah, that's a bit. Brian is really good there. I think he can go there. He's great. He's great. So yeah, because they steal. Well, they go to the locker. Before we do that, oh. they go to the locker to get the weed. We're going to talk about the yeah. weeds second. They go to the locker to get the weed. That's a great scene. It kind of breaks up the movie nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a nice chase. It's fun. It's kind of goofy. That's kind of Scooby Doo solving mysteries kind of vibe. <laughs> that's <laughs> like obviously where I got a group it from. running that's around. <laughs> Don't know why they all went to the locker, but anyway, that's it. Plot Can I just say they just started standing and going to the locker. I was like, oh, did I miss something? Like, was this planned? Or are they all just going to? Yeah. I can't remember random. what came directly. It might have been when Bender was like, um, oh, I'll, did I I, I'm not going to fight you because I'll kill you. And then they were like, let's all go to the locker. And I was like, what the fuck? It was something like, it was, I don't know what it was. But anyway, I can't remember. But they all go to Bender's locker which is the one that we see in the opening, which is like, do not open this locker. And it's also got a slur written on it. And then when he does open it, it's got like the little guillotine comes down. <laughs> That's terrifying. Which I was like, Jesus Christ. And then um, they steal the weed. They, they're having this fun little goofy, kind of Ferris Bueller-y, like running back through the halls, trying to avoid the teacher. Yeah. Then they reach a dead end. So Bender, I was supposed to call him Fender. Bender goes, um, he's like, okay, you guys go back and I'll I'll be in loads of trouble. And then he goes, yeah. runs around, gets caught by the teacher. He's playing basketball again, high school musical. And then also in that scene, he's got one of his normal shoes on and one runner on. And I was like, where? It's no, so not important. But I was like, where did that one runner come from? Why is he wearing one runner? I'm really impressed that you noticed that because I noticed very at the end or at the beginning <laughs> it looked like he was wearing a boot because he broke his foot. Was that his maybe? His like maybe he could have been wearing because I think he took the runner off when he was being dragged out, so he had one boot on. No, he had two boots on because then he, there was later on he was dancing. I was like, "There's them boots. He is wearing them." I clocked it. I was like, "Boots, <laughs> boots, plural." I love looking at boots Solving crime Wearing boots I'm always looking at boots Being like Ooh would I look good In those boots I have one pair of boots And they're Doc Martens I have multiple pairs of boots But they're never the right boots Like I always I'm like I'm looking for my dream Pair of boots And I have not found them yet But I have a lot of good pairs And then I've got some Other not good pairs That I still wear Even though I don't like them They annoy me I should throw them out but I'm sorry. Anyway, think- so, sorry, so, <laughs> sorry, I got sidetracked with the shoes. So then yeah. the teacher catches Bender and then mm-hmm. like drags him out. And then it's also very funny. He was like, give me that basketball. And Bender's like pretending to throw it, which I was like, at this moment, I identify with the teacher because I would also be like, oh. Yes. And then he brings Bender in to get his stuff and then locks Bender in a closet tells him he's going to like waste his life that he's an awful person and then he's like oh and when you graduate in like a year or two however old you are I'm going to find you and fight you and Bender's like is that a threat and then he's like hit me go on go ahead hit me (laughs) and um it's really that the first time I saw the film. How did you feel? Because I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "What is going on? This is really intense," and I was really it stressed. Came out of nowhere, Bender. 
Well, it's just Bender. sad. And it's, yeah, Bender, whatever his name is. But it was just sad. And it was just like, it's just being faced with like violence everywhere he goes. Because even Bender looks really shocked. He's like in school. I couldn't tell if he was actually scared. I was kind of is he actually scared or is he acting scared? Does this happen all the time? Or has the teacher genuinely just lost the plot? Because we had um this this I'm gonna say this better. We had teachers who definitely like you could tell had been pushed to the edge, but that is not how they would respond. Like they might just have to walk out the room and you're like, that yeah. teacher is going to go lose the plot out there. And I totally understand and I'm with them. Yeah. But to take it out on like a student who, if he doesn't have a good home life, is an appalling way to treat him. And the teacher would yeah. know that. Um, is, the, the, is this before or after the files? It's before the files, I think, isn't before it? Before the files. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, he would know and he would know what his home life is like and therefore it's not that he should have allowances, but he should be treated better and, you know, helped to deal with whatever he's had to go through. Maybe this I, is just 20. Yeah. But oh my God, I did, it's 2023. I did think I was, whilst I was watching it, like, I don't think they would make it to say with the teacher being that, like, threatening and aggressive and, like, locking him in a closet. Like, you would have it would either be Vernon or they would have another teacher to counteract it who would be a very supportive person who's like, I see potential in you. You're going to go far, kid. Don't listen to these people who don't believe. And like, it would have been just an entirely opposite character. Um, Yeah. There would have been someone to support Bender, definitely. Or someone to kind of counteract the horrible teacher. Like the janitor kind of does, but he doesn't Mm. support any of the students really. Yeah. Say it. There was a there was an incident in a school where somebody did lock a student in a classroom, but I think it came out that there were some mental health issues on the teacher's end and that they ended up being kind of looked after. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You don't get away with it. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It was very very serious. I was like, oh different. Very serious. And then I know I know you were like, I don't really know if I believe Bender was that no. surprised. But it, I thought I took it as like really like a really kind of thing where you're like, oh, he's he is still like a child, like he's still a teenager, like he's still young and he's acting out in all these ways. But like at the end of the day, this is an adult who has more power and yeah. is now threatening a minor like it was just really you do really then see you're like yeah Bender's a dickhead but like he's it's kind of a defensive thing and like when you Bush totally up, he's like yeah yeah like you yeah, don't so- support the teacher even though Bender's yeah, been horrible to so many people like you you turn around at that moment yeah. and you're like okay well he's been horrible but that doesn't give the teacher a right to do anything yeah to that level like um, yeah and then, sorry, Bender escapes this captive room and then just falls say, out of the room. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was... <laughs> just brush past that. He, like, he just fell out of the roof and I was like, are you going to talk about he this? Was, he was telling what I imagined to be a very sexist joke. He didn't get to the end of it. That was another kind of surreal thing where he's crawling along, kind of talking to himself, telling this weird joke. And then, thank God, before he got to the punchline, he fell through the ceiling. God finally said, enough. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> I tried to lock you in a room. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna drop um, you out of the ceiling. 
But right after this scene where I'm really feeling for Bender, um, he hides under the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh he like basically <laughs> assaults Claire. <laughs> I, and it's really like... it's unclear exactly what he does, but it's clear yeah. that it's not consensual and not okay. Like even <sighs> I don't know. Teenagers are wild. Being a teenager is wild. I just don't know if it's if it's that wild anymore. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to think that these things do happen and to see it kind of so you don't know what happens, but mm. at least you know that she's able to squeeze her legs tight enough that hopefully she hurt his head because that's what I imagined. I was like, good, he's getting a good kick to the yeah. head now because that's kind of what he deserves. And when he's crawling out, she starts punching him. And I was like, yeah, say good for her. Yeah. yeah. He deserved it 100% in that moment. It, it, and when I lost all the sympathy, I suppose, then that he had for the room. No, I didn't. But, you know, you're immediately at counteract. I lost that. a lot of sympathy. Like, oh. I was just like, I was like, I was really feeling for you there. And now you're going to turn around and be a fucking dickhead. I was so mad. I wonder um, was that funny at the time? Like, or was it unacceptable then? Or was it actually just haha? You know. So this is interesting. So I actually do have a lot of stuff on this. Ooh. Yeah. Probably so, shouldn't be that excited and ooh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. So um Molly Ringwald, who played Claire. Yeah. <laughs> <God. I'm> so <laughs> scary she... for this. Oh, are you? So in 2018, she published an article in The New Yorker, which I did read at the time, but I was reading it again today. And it's called What About the Breakfast Club? Revisiting Movies of My Youth in the Age of Me Too. And Molly Ringwald wrote it. It's so hard. Molly Ringwald wrote it. Yeah. And it's about, it starts off with her talking about um, watching it with her daughter. So her daughter was 10 when they watched it. So she'd watched the movie a few years before with her daughter and there was, um, it got to the bit where it, Bender was under the table and there was a weird shot of like the underwear. So that wasn't Molly Ringwald. That was like an adult actress that they used that shot for. Didn't help because okay. it still seemed like in the context of the movie it was meant to be her. So then that scene happened and her daughter was like, what happened? And she was like she was kind of realizing she's like this is really uncomfortable and I don't know how to like reconcile this and this is actually quite inappropriate um so she wrote yeah this essay like reflecting on because she was kind of she's been called a muse of John Hughes for like a few years because he saw a picture of her and he wrote 16 candles and then Mm -hmm. he put her in the breakfast club and then she did pretty in pink um so she's only 16 in this movie as well yeah and he was 25 very young John Hughes was 25 Bender was 25 sorry I was gonna say I have all of their ages Bender was 25 Mm. Uh, Molly Ringwald was like 16 Anthony Michael Hall was about 16 and then Emilio Estevez and Ali Sheedy were about 23 Mm -hmm. so yeah I I don't know yeah, but she just wrote this really like um, poignant like article, really reflective. I think she got a, a bit of stick for it in kind of a why would you bite the hand that feeds you kind of way. But it was like um, 
Yeah, I have a, like I have a I have a section of it I can read you where she talks about the Breakfast Club. I can't remember what it is. It's like about Bender, the character of Bender. Um, so I'll read it out to you. Yeah. So do. yeah, because Molly Ringwald's mum had spoken up about a scene in Sixteen Candles, I think. So this is then about the Breakfast Club. My mum also spoke up during the filming of that scene in the Breakfast Club when they hired an adult woman for the shot of Claire's underwear. They couldn't even ask me to do it. I don't think it was permitted by law to ask a minor. But even having another person pretend to be me was embarrassing to me and upsetting to my mother. And she said so. The scene stayed, though. What's more, as I can see now, Bender sexually harasses Claire throughout the film. When he's not sexualizing her, he takes out his rage on her with vicious contempt, calling her pathetic, mocking her as queenie. It's rejection that inspires his vitriol. Claire acts dismissively towards him and in a pivotal scene near the end, she predicts that at school on Monday morning, even though the group is bonded, things will return socially to the status quo. Just bury your head in the sand and wait for your fucking prom, Bender yells. He never apologises for any of it, but nevertheless, he gets the girl in the end. So I have loads of thoughts. Not too many. Um, <laughs> Do tell. It's definitely, it's definitely that scene in particular. And I would say it's emotional abuse. He does sexualize her. But what I would say is that teenagers are actually like that. Yeah. So, and there are such volatile relationships um, that I remember in school with people who were going out together that clearly were incompatible but had decided to have this kind of love-hate relationship. I remember one of my teachers had a huge problem with um, Eminem's and Rihanna's song. Oh, Love the Way You Lie. Love the Way You Lie. They were like, that is not a healthy relationship. Mm. So a lot of, and people really liked Harley Quinn's relationship with the Joker. And again, not a healthy relationship, but there are unhealthy relationships out there. And I think like that's where Claire and Bender fall into. They don't fall Mm. into a classic love story or in any way a healthy one. Um, And he does come for her. He definitely comes for her. And he's obsessed with finding out if she's had sex. But it's also very obvious from her character's point of view, outside of the experience of the actor, that she is interested in him. Mm. And that sort of good girl likes bad boy is a very real, it's a real story. Like, you know what I mean? Not a real mm. story. It's real to life. Um, it doesn't make it a good thing. Yeah. And and that's it now outside of, I don't know, I'm thinking about the under the table scene. I'm like, is that appropriate? See, it's definitely not appropriate. Yeah. But there are things in life that aren't appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, don't I don't know what to do. I think without that, if that, it wasn't in it I think I'd be rooting for them more like after Bender does that I'm like I'm like fuck off Mm. like that's so I just I thought it was just so it's it's awful to watch as well I don't know if it was funny then that's what I want to know like because for me this time I was like shocked I was like oh my god that's yeah that's not funny but everyone laughs actually sorry no sorry the actors laugh it's obviously meant to be a funny sort of scene. It just doesn't, mm. it definitely doesn't age well. Sorry, what did yeah. she write? Because she wrote about like the other things he'd written and like 16 Candles has like some awful like sexual assault stuff. And then she 
looked up some National Lampoon stuff and she said, it's hard for me to understand how John was able to write with so much sensitivity and have such a glaring blind spot. Like it just kind of seemed there was such like misogyny. There's also some racism in this movie <laughs> that I will get to in a sec. But yeah, Lana Del Rey got some grief because people said her music, it was around the same time as Me Too, wasn't empowering to women. And she kind of came out and was like, well, it shows a different side to what someone, some women live. Like this is some women's lives, you know, the sort of sad, um, aren't treated very well by men or by other people. And she's like, I want to be the voice of that. Like I want to be the voice of another story and it can't always be empowering and it can't always be happy. And so let me think about this for a second. I do think these things should be shown. Like I think that this is very obviously a reflection of its time where it was meant to be funny. It does not age well. And in hindsight, I'm sure Ringwald has a lot of feelings about it that maybe she wasn't aware of until later when it became less acceptable. And we sort of look back and we're like, oh, actually, this wasn't okay. Um, And I think once we know that now and sort of move on from it, I think that's the way to handle it. But it's quite, it's Mm. not an easy, you know, it's definitely not black or white. It's a whole load of grey. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. And it's like, was a different time it's just interesting to like look at it for like nowadays and it's like oh yeah that's just like what we all accepted back then and it's like yeah oh, okay um and I think it was <laughs> interesting the angle that she wrote about it from where she talked about these things in the films that like her mum was really kind of an advocate for like yeah that's yeah, not that's do amazing. that and then now Molly Ringwald's watching it like with her daughter <laughs> and she's like oh I don't really like that for that like so yeah I just think it's yeah it's, it's good that we think about we changed yeah. this way though like and, and then she her mother obviously got loads of things changed mm. for her and the things that were left at the time her mother probably thought were okay maybe she wasn't comfortable with it and now her daughter is looking gone actually that wasn't okay and she's going oh yeah we're changing again you know yeah and um by the way yeah and then the the racism I was gonna say was just mm. the moment that caught me was I wrote down like, man, I forgot how much I love Anthony Michael Hall in this film. And then they were smoking um, the weed. And then um, he did like what I can only assume was a racist accent, but I, it was kind of not a great accent. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're being racist, but I'm not 100% sure. Gosh, I'm trying He's to like, think. I do line. remember he, when he was smoking... With the sunglasses on. He kind of mumbled a little bit. So I just thought he was kind of mumbling and just being kind of high. I didn't actually notice, but that does not mean that it was not there. It was so weird because I was like, <laughs> I was like, what a guy. And then he started doing it and I was like, oh no. Oh God. Oh no. Oh stop. Um, and it's good though. Yeah. I like that we look at things and we're like, oh no, you cannot do that. And for good reason, you know, yeah. it's important that we learn from our mistakes. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know I'm changing the tone dramatically now, but when they smoke the weed is amazing as it's a sequence, really as a scene. It's, it's just really brilliant. good. Really, really good. I really enjoy it. That's when they have like the dancing. Is it? 
They do, well, yeah. they smoke weed, they talk, they dance. They look at each other's really bags. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time. I did. I have a few lines here in a row that I really enjoyed. It'll jump us ahead a little bit. But one okay. was, um, uh, they're going through the bags. And then it was, why do you need a fake ID? Someone said to Brian, what do you need a fake ID for? <laughs> Brian said, so I can vote. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Um, There's amazing and it, lines. So good. And then there was um, Vernon and the janitor. And uh, the janitor said, the kids haven't changed. Do you have? Because Vernon yes. was like, doesn't respect me anymore. He's like, you've changed. Um, when they were talking about... Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, that's it. Kids don't change. You know what I mean? Yeah. They still like do awful things and say awful things. Yeah. But, like <laughs> the adult changes. Yeah, um, exactly. It's great. It's just the limits. Yeah. Yeah. Then there was, we were, they were talking about what you would do for a million dollars. And Alison said, <laughs> Alison said, I'll do anything sexual and I don't need a million dollars to do it. <laughs> It's just came out of nowhere. Caught me. It came out of nowhere. Caught me so yeah. off guard. I thought it was so. I was like, "This girl is so funny." I completely ignored her the first time I watched it, and this time around, I was like, "She's fantastic!" Oh my god, she is. She's hilarious. And then the stuff she comes out with, like about the having the sex therapist. with the therapist. I was like, "Yeah, she has to be lying. This has to be a lie." And then it's like she builds it up, and then I was like. Oh my God, it's not a lie. And then I was like, well, everyone has their history. You know, everyone has yeah. their story. These things happen, you know. And then she's like, no, I was totally lying. And I was like, yeah. Oh, thank God. And I wrote, I wrote down because she was like, I'm lying. And they were like, what? And she went, yeah, I'm not a nymph. I'm not a nymphomaniac. I'm a compulsive liar. I love like, it. I was like, fantastic. Yeah. Whatever you got paid, it wasn't enough. This is so good. <laughs> she was oh so, my God. so good. Um, yeah. There's one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I have to say this because when they're having this kind of conversation after smoking the weed at different points this kind of a series of little conversations then one big one I had to refer to it looked like a DMC do you remember DMCs Mm. oh yes deep meaningful conversation yeah I was like oh my god this is yeah this is what being a teenager was it was having all these conversations about your feelings with complete strangers you didn't know and trying to get some kind of resolution from it and I was like yes all of the feelings I was totally on board yeah. um, and then it sort of and it all kind of goes downhill and Bender and Clara start start just chatting again and there's the line which is still so relevant and still so sad that it's so relevant if you say you haven't you're a prude if you say you have you're a slut and I was like oh yeah god maybe we haven't come along Yeah, we can talk about all the things that have changed, but some things have stayed exactly the same, like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, they were so aware. Um, Mm. And then there's this awful, awful conversation between Bender and Claire, Mm. which I was like, this is, why is this happening? This is so late in the film. Mm. Why is he shouting at her? Why is he demanding to know if she's had sex? Why is nobody jumping in to defend her? Yeah. And no one else is being asked about, have they had sex? Yeah. Because there I was, because yeah. we found out about Brian, but he was like, oh, it's a girl in Canada. And then he was like, oh, blah, blah. And then he pointed at Claire. And then he was like, oh, you had sex with Claire? You had sex with Claire? And then he was like, no. And then eventually he was like, no, I just didn't 
want to tell her I'm a virgin. I was like, oh God, being a teenager. <laughs> it's the worst. I know. I know. Yeah. I just, like, there's so many feelings. I was like, oh, I know. No, it's also hard. And so like. So hard. So but you're oh, angst. Bender's, yeah. Bender's so demanding of Claire on that. And then, and then they're all like, you're a tease. You're a tease. And I was like, she's oh, 16. <laughs> she like, is actually 16. Yeah. I was like, if she, ugh, she wants to be a tease at 16, my God, leave everyone, just leave her alone. Like you're just, yeah. it's horrible. Cause nobody Crazy. turned on anyone else and they all followed Bender. It was kind of like mob rules. Mm. Yeah. Um, are we, we're near yeah, the end. I think off. Are we at the point where I lost my mind because I didn't see it coming at all. And I actually wrote in cap locks while I was taking notes. I was like, oh my gosh, Brian had a gun in his locker. What? I, yeah, I completely forgot. I kept being like, why is Brian here? I can't remember. And then he was like, he bought a gun to, there was a gun in my locker. I was like, oh shit. And then I was really scared when he was talking about it. Cause I was like, what, what was he going to do with the gun? Yeah. And yeah. then I calmed down. I calmed down because I was like, oh, okay. It's all, I know it's not better, but I'm much calmer <laughs> yeah, it's now. Not good. And then he says it like, was <sighs> he says it was a flare gun, which they all laugh at, which is Oh, was and then it a he flare gun? Like, yeah, it was a flare gun <laughs> and it went it went off in his locker. And that's why he got detention. That's how they found it. But at the beginning, when we're seeing all the lockers, so you see Bender's locker that's like, do not enter, and then you see this burnt out locker. And I was like, why is there a burnt out locker? And then when that happened, I was like, that's the locker. John Hughes, oh madman. Oh, yeah. that is such good foreshadowing. Because yeah. I didn't see the, the gun coming at all. So it was a flare mm. gun. And is a flare gun like for when there's bears? Is that a flare gun? No? You shoot um, flares? Oh, you when could, you're lost. <laughs> when you're lost, mostly. You'd like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, zoom. And it's like, boo, it's like a firework kind of. It goes, whoosh-oom, whoosh-oom, and then boom. Yeah. <laughs> and people go, oh, look, a flare. And then a they flare. act accordingly. Um, I wouldn't know what to do if I saw a flare gun. I'd be like, oh, no, hey. I think it was fireworks. Yeah, exactly. I'd yeah, like, oh, exactly. Easter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so him talking about it. It was quite sad because he'd kind of, he hadn't really talked about why he was there. He was really focused, Brian, the whole time he was there. And then he was like, oh, I'm failing shop and that's why I'm here. And then Bender was like, fuck off. Like, you're so annoying. And then it got to the gun and it was like, oh, this is really quite sad. Yeah. It was so sad. It was so sad because you think of how Bender was like, oh, you're happy family life. You're a parent's yeah. dream and all this. And then he's like... Yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of pressure and I find it really hard. And I was like, that's how people lose their minds. You need to be nice yeah. to those people, you know, yeah. um, not slag them. I do like that they all laugh after the gun because it's just that is actually how you deal mm. with difficult situations in life. Yeah, yeah. Um, as an adult as well, you're like, well, well that sucks, but yeah, just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all laugh and carry on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of kind of at the end. We're coming Terry. to the end. We yeah, we do have to talk about the makeover. Yeah, 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 yeah. We what do. were you? What were your feelings about the makeover? Seeing it for the well, first time. I have 
a guilty pleasure in movie makeovers. I know. <laughs> I know it's not I should not enjoy that there's a standard of women that people want or expect um but I love a movie makeover except I do everyone I think everyone has the problem where it's like let's take off her glasses and straighten her hair and she's beautiful I'm like <laughs> yeah um, she looks the same yeah. <laughs> yeah she looks the same I have to say she looked really different um she did I think it was the hair being pulled back you could like see her face. Yeah. I was I yeah. was looking at her being like, what is it? But I was laughing because when Molly Ringwald was putting the makeup on her, that was quite sweet. And she's like, oh no, close your eyes like this, all this. And I was like, what was going on in the 80s? Because she's not putting anything on her. Like, yeah, she no also, makeup was going on. I was like, what what am I watching? <laughs> she had it. She was like, You look silly with all that black on your eyes. And I was like, yeah. is that not an eyeliner? Eyeliner in your, <laughs> in your hand that you put yeah. on eyes. I was like, yeah. Uh, we're terrible crazy. for picking these things out. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it was it is a contentious point, like online. Yeah. People are like, this was like a glow down. Like this was the saddest thing that happened in the movie. <laughs> Oh, like people don't um, like that makeover at all, and she doesn't, no, doesn't ask for me. it. It, no, it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, you could have like, cut Fuck, it. We need a we need a makeover scene. Yeah, and then she only gets the boy when she's had a makeover to look like someone who she doesn't yeah. feel like. Yeah. So what I did enjoy was that it was like you know in a classic American high school trope thing, you would have put yeah. Bender and Allison together and Claire and uh, Jock together. <laughs> But then in this, like Claire and Benjamin made sense. And then, but then. No, Claire and Jock- Brian. Claire and Brian made sense. Do you think? I'm sorry. Claire and Benjamin, I was just like, this is really unhealthy. Like, I'm well, glad you're together. And it makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, know it makes sense. I just wanted Brian to get someone was- instead he had to write the fucking essay. <laughs> there was a bit, I hate myself. There was a bit where Bender was like, remember you said your parents are just trying to get back at each other all the time and she's like yeah and he's like wouldn't I be great to help in that and I was like oh it's so fucking sexy (laughs) (laughs) we can say that because we're young because we're young women we're we're young enough to say this about them without it being weird I like Bender same same age as Judd Nelson was at the time yeah we are (laughs) woohoo no but it's like that's it though it's there's something there's very something attractive sexy. about a bad boy yeah I don't like it I don't like that I was like no oh. I don't like it either yeah oh, but it was sorry. just like ruined feminism <laughs> yeah Ali no not Ali Claire and Ooh, Bender had Ali. their kiss well Ali and the jock had their kiss and it was actually really s- sweet and quite tender and I was like oh my god what am I watching what they're kissing <laughs> oh yeah, and then uh, Claire Claire gave Bender the earring and then they had a very short kiss. But then she just got... I was like, I'm not shifting anyone in front of a car my father's sitting in. I I know, I know. Yeah. Is anybody like... Is, is let's anybody? be honest. I am What's now not as young as I was and I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> still like, wouldn't do it. Like, um, a and complete stranger who she just met as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. No. No, I don't no. buy that. No. And same with Alison. Alison did the same thing because she just got into her car a little bit yeah. further up. And I was yeah. like, hmm. Um, Brian just got into his car. Just no. <laughs> just like, <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Um, I yeah, I really wanted Brian to get into to get into to get with mm. one of the girls. <laughs> I didn't know which one though. I just want and good then, things for Brian. I really do too. I and just I think really I wrote that down. Because I felt so, like uh, at the end when they were like, Oh, are you gonna write that essay? And he was like, Yeah, probably. And I was like, that's so me. And then he was like, she was like, well, it's a bit of a waste if we all do it. She should just write one for all of us. And I was like, they're using him after all this. And after all this. Even the scene where they talk about they probably won't talk to each other on Monday. He starts crying, but like, it's the real, like, you know, when you're like, your face doesn't change, but you're like crying and then you're trying to wipe away tears before anyone can see. And like, it's really... I just he was so good in this movie I just loved him in it he's so good yeah so he gave such a great uh, performance and then he just kind of didn't have a happy ending he just had an ending of like well I guess I'm just gonna carry on I'll probably be successful someday but you know I don't know he just like picked picked himself up and went home but nothing positive really changed for him that maybe he loosened up a little, but I don't know. I actually, as you say, I did think I was like, sex and drugs, that's teenagers. Um, that's a, sort of a fair thing. But I did find the kissing and the coupling up so sudden. But then again, that's kind of teenagers too. I was like, it didn't yeah. need, really need that. I think I'd have been happy if they just cut both those scenes and had them walk out of school because the whole time mm-hmm. hadn't actually been about their hadn't been relationships. But they're teenagers, yeah. so isn't it always about their relationships? So yeah, I don't know. True. I just I think they could have done without Ali and the jock. That was a bit out of nowhere. No way. I actually think that one made more sense. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, because early on they have that moment where he seems to really like get her. He's mm. like, you know, what are your parents like? Whereas Brian's like, you're talking rubbish or whatever he says. Oh yeah. And he goes over yeah. and he's like, tell me, like, what's it like? I'm really sorry, you know? And they kind of have, I felt them, I'm shipping them more. Ben, I didn't think yeah. a movie about teenagers would give me this many thoughts. I know. <laughs> but like, I can't it's, believe how I've just like age. had so many thoughts. <laughs> yeah. But it's great. And yeah. it is like, it is like a play and it is like all about the dynamics and the, char- the characters who aren't there the invisible characters and how they influence them and what happens when those influences are gone who are they really outside of the expectations of everyone around them I don't know oh yeah she steals as well sorry <laughs> yeah, I know she's, I just, she's a klepto she is That's and you kind of think that's why she's going to be there and then she's yeah. like no I'm just lonely and I was like oh she stole yeah. the locker lock yeah yes that was great because she stole it and then I was like does she steal? And then later on, I was like, "Ah, oh, she does." Um, Do you want it? Oh, what else? Oh my god, I want that brown leather jacket that Claire has right at the end. I actually started googling them afterwards. She wears this <laughs> brown leather jacket, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want that so bad." <laughs> They're very expensive online, though. I'll have to find one. Yeah. I what did I say? So I said, I suppose it's not a happy-go-lucky film. It's real. It's raw, and I enjoy that. Um, we don't know if anything changes among them maybe it does maybe it doesn't but for a few hours they all get along and then they dance to we all get along and I was like oh look at that just as I was like we all get along we all get along (laughs) and I think it falls somewhere between like 
what is the name of that freaking series with Zendaya in it? Euphoria. Like somewhere between Euphoria and High School Musical. It's like, <laughs> it's in that zone. It is a coming of That's, that's the entire spectrum of everything. And I think it's somewhere they are in worlds the apart. Worlds apart. So funny. But oh my so God. real. And I think they do capture yeah. teenagers really well and all those emotions. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a really kind of, it is a really heartfelt film kind of at its core. It is. It is. I, d- I don't like that they don't just agree to all be friends on Monday, but that's my problem, not theirs. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a, it's such a childish thing as well. So like, cause yeah. we're adults, we're like, oh yeah. Hang out with who you want, but then I suppose. Yeah. I don't know. Because like, again, my school wasn't really like their high school. No, God, no. Everyone yeah. I knew in school, like, spoke to everyone. Yeah. American high school always just seems like a terrifying place where people are horrible to each other. Yeah. It's the, yeah, the way American high schools are, the schools actually like that. They are terrifying no to me. Um, Absolutely, I did, like, yeah. Someone I knew years ago, someone's about my age who moved to America as a teenager. I remember she came back, and one thing she said was, "This is something I do think American shows probably get right, from what I know." Um, because the legal drinking age in America is twenty-one, like mm-hmm. some people can pass for eighteen. No one can really pass for twenty-one if you're a teenager. So in Ireland, where people would kind of start drinking at like. 15 um in america they just smoke weed and like take drugs because you can because they're not legal anyway so you've got like so it's mostly weed i think where she was like oh everyone was just smoking weed no one was drinking because they couldn't get drink but everyone was smoking and i was like that's really interesting that's a good point that they can't if you can't get alcohol that is really else. interesting. You're going to yeah. do something else that's kind of probably easier for you to get because you can sort of get it at any age. And it's going to be, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that would make for a much more stable, like, nights out on a Saturday night than getting blackout drunk. Yeah, from what I <laughs> gather from watching movies, it's like, if people are... So they either go to parties and get really drunk and all try to sleep with each other, or they hang out with their friends and smoke weed and watch movies. And like, I did that with my friends in school. Like we would just hang out and eat food and watch movies. We didn't have the weed. The weed. (laughs) We didn't have the weed. The weed. (laughs) (laughs) Like there were no drugs involved, but I was like, oh no, I get that. If you like, well, I wasn't going to parties either, to be honest. (laughs) I feel like we had different school experiences. (laughs) No, we did this thing when we were, in transition year where we all started to have house parties but they were really lovely and really civil and they went from like eight till twelve and because we didn't do any schoolwork in transition year ever what a dream what a dream it was they were lovely for a party they were a dream so they started at eight sometimes they started at seven finished at eleven the odd one went on till one in the morning but like it was the same group of people constantly going to these parties and they were really lovely and wholesome nice. and somebody got too drunk but there was no it was a great yeah. group of lads actually which helped and a lovely group yeah. of girls so there was no as far as I was aware there was no inappropriate sexual behaviour which I think comes a little mm. bit later when you're out in nightclubs and stuff like that yeah so they were lovely. Um, mm. 
they See, got a bit wilder yeah. to get older. Yeah. They're not as lovely anymore. They go on yeah. till six in the morning. They're like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah. We don't have this crazy violence and horrible people that you see in American movies. No. Yeah. No. Like, do you remember? <laughs> Sorry, I was about to say, do you remember the first season of Gossip Girl? Yes. <laughs> okay. I know it's completely unrealistic, but they have a wild, like, year of partying, breaking into swimming yes. pools and... Yeah, there's an episode of Gossip Girl that I remember just because it was like there was a breakfast at Serena Vanderwoodson's apartment and like all the parents were there and stuff, but they were all like 16, 17. Yeah. And they were all just having champagne for breakfast before school. And I was like, guys, I was like, no, I'm no prude. And like, I'm all for drinking, you know, <laughs> you can drink at 18 here. I'm all for drinking 17 is grand. Breakfast <laughs> and with I'm your all parents. for drinking at 17. And I was like, yeah. But I was also like at 17, I wasn't like, oh, champagne, please. Like at 18, I wasn't oh, like no. that. Like, no, it was, I'm only I was just like, about me, like that now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, give me a nagin, give me a can, like just <laughs> something that would get me. <laughs> give drunk. me a field. Give me a field. I'll be drinking. Um, no, that's sorry. It's just it, my mom's going to listen to this. I never did that, mom. Just soon. <laughs> no, me neither. Same. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like the, anyway. the, sorry. Whereas this actually is a separate point. This movie doesn't give them getting too drunk. Oh no, it does mention it, but only one of the characters. It feels like a slightly more realistic representation who gets, who of Americans getting teenagers. drunk. Um so I think Allison maybe says it about Bender or Wrestler Boy says it about Bender. Um that he goes to parties and gets drunk with his friends, or maybe Claire insults him uh, with it. Oh, so it's obviously maybe. not. Also, it's mentioned very briefly and very shortly. Yeah. Short. At one point, Bender's like, Don't you come after my friends? And I was like, You have friends? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I was like, Yeah, kind of loner vibes. So many of them. And I was like, Do you, though, Bender? Do you? Yeah. Do you are you sure? Yeah. Are they real? Are we sure yeah. they're real? By the way, any. Any final <laughs> thoughts before I move on to my fun facts? Yes, my final thought is, and I wrote this down twice in different ways. I want them all to be friends with Brian. I want them <laughs> all to end up as friends. <laughs> just not even friends with each other. I just want them to be friends no, with Brian. I just I want, want Brian to be okay. Brian. I really yeah. want Brian to be okay. I mean, I don't actually mind about the rest of them. Like, he yeah. makes... I had something earlier about somebody making emotional growth. I think Alison and Wrestler are the only ones who make emotional growth. Claire kind of does. Brian. Yeah. Brian doesn't really. like. And Bender is a whole, it's just a basket case. like. Yeah. Yeah. A sexy basket case. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of problems, but by God, he's sexy. I can um, fix them. No, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, I have no final thought. thought. Oh. They were my final thoughts. Um, I said, I'm not sure Claire and Bender will have a happy, healthy relationship, but teenagers. They won't. I I wouldn't be surprised if they never spoke again after that kiss. Oh, that would actually be about right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Give me your, um, (laughs) give me your fabulous facts. Fun facts. Welcome to Sarah's fun facts. (laughs) So this was very fun discovered this in the credits and then looked it up so at the beginning of the film Brian gets dropped off by his mum who's given out to him and at the end of the film he's collected by his dad 
the mum was played by Anthony Michael Hall's mother, Mercedes Hall. No way. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, he gets in the car with his dad. His father, it's not played by um, Anthony Michael Hall's father. It's played by John Hughes. <gasps> yeah, that's no. a John Hughes cameo at the end, picking up um, Brian. So he is yeah. going to be okay. John yeah. Hughes wouldn't let him not be okay. I know. He's like, I'll look after you, son. Um, another yeah, so one. With me. <laughs> Very briefly, the film, there was talk about the film being called The Lunch Bunch. I actually really like that. Do you? Do you think it's better than The Breakfast Club? The Lunch Bunch. I'm immediately I going for brunch, so probably Scooby-Doo. not. Scooby-Doo. The Brunch yeah. Bunch. Yeah, the brunch. It is too stupid. <laughs> that's that's Claire's spinoff. Is the brunch bunch? Brunch bunch, <laughs> where she's happy, um, healthy, and successful, and not with Bender. Exactly, but she's friends with Brian. Um, <gasps> Sorry, yeah, she's best friends with Brian. Brian. Together, yeah. Just yes, friends. it's a so slow dark. burn. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <A> slow burn. I <laughs> think in the city, they moved to New York. They moved to Chicago because they're in Illinois. It's the brunch bunch. Yeah. They meet for brunch, but. There's a slow burn friendship going on that blossoms into romance. Yeah. That's our movie, Lorna. Sequel. <laughs> um, so also stunning lack of breakfast in the breakfast club. They have lunch at one point. Stunning lack of breakfast. Thank you. I knew anyway. there was something missing from this film. Yes. And it is breakfast. It I was did like, annoy me the first time. Is this called breakfast? Could be like, the detention club. Yeah. Where's breakfast? Where's breakfast? <laughs> um... <laughs> So Judd Nelson, who played um, Sexy Dickhead uh, Bender, who was like 25, 26 at the time of filming, um, the oldest there, he was nearly fired because he stayed in character between scenes. (gasps) So it meant he was being like a dickhead to the literal children he was working with. So to Molly Ringwald, (gasps) who was 16, continued to speak with her that way. Um, so he was nearly is... fired and then there was something else that kind of nearly did it but then they were like nah he's really good so <laughs> and they were right that's really inappropriate I don't like method yeah. acting to be perfectly honest no. wait is it I don't yeah, like it yeah it was method it. acting you, I think it was a big thing you don't have to do it yeah you should be you able to, to act without pretending to be a yeah, character for don't... three months yeah. and creeping people out <laughs> There's a reason it's, it's a acting. film and not real life. It's called acting. Like you're yeah. paid to pretend to be something else. Yeah. On screen. Yeah. Oh, I'm disgusted. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm actually really annoyed at that. We haven't even talked about the Brat Pack. We'll probably talk about I know. I would we recommend reading the Brat Pack. Aware. Yeah, we're aware of the Brat Pack. I would recommend reading the actual article that coined the name. It's really interesting. <gasps> it's kind the of original. Scathing. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It was like Emilio Estevez, um, Judd Nelson, I think. And then it was like Rob Lowe, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Sean Penn was in there. Um, Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Demi Moore is the only one I can remember. (gasps) Oh, Demi Moore. I love love Nicholas Cage. He was nearly cast as Bender, I think. And then, because they wanted a bigger name. And Nicholas then Cage, I just I, people don't. I love him. Yeah, people don't. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, He's just we'll so have good to watch in Nicholas National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen National Treasure. 
Oh, it's definitely not Something. a classic, but it's great. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. I love what? it. We run out of movies. Um, the Brat Pack. We'll definitely bring it up again. because we'll, Yeah, we'll talk about the Brat Pack and watch the Brat Pack film. There's loads of them. And then the last one is the same year this came out. Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez and Judd Nelson were in St. Elmo's Fire where they played college graduates. Yeah. That's I yeah because I when I was looking up the film just even briefly they did mention like all the other Brat Pack films and Saint Elmo's Fire is one that I've never even heard of whereas The Breakfast Club I had heard of and I only know what Saint Elmo's Fire is about because you've told me and my mom read the byline to me earlier <laughs> and yeah. she was like yeah it's college graduates with the same cast and I was like that's yeah that's Demi Moore's in that Demi Moore she's in that Demi I think that was like <gasps> was that a Friends one? reference. Demi, Demi Moore. Moore. Oh, I want to uh, look like Demi Moore. And then she cuts her hair. And she's like, Demi oh, Moore. Yeah. And then she's like, that's Rodney Moore or something. Oh, no. It's really funny. That was Is a, it Demi oh, Moore? Yeah. There was a Demi Moore one. Yeah. And there was an Andy McDowell one as well. She's in, so yeah. He's in Four Weddings. Um, I think that's all my my fun facts for today. It's not that many. They were Any very cold fun. Takes? Thank you so much. Of course. Some cold um, We thought uh, Judd Nelson was gorgeous. Yeah, that's terrible. Even though he even though gorgeous. it was like, we didn't feel good about it, okay? We were trapped no, to him. No, didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't like it at all. Jude. What's his name? J- Judd Nelson. <laughs> Jude Law. <laughs> Jude Law. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Freudian slip. Oh. <laughs> 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 Those very attractive men. Um, he, yeah, I'm not proud of it. I really, no. I'm not. No. I'm not proud of it. And I actually um, think Claire. I wanted Claire to hit him, which is not yeah. something I should be proud of. I wanted either. her to but hit him like, more than she did. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, give him a thump. little bit. Why hasn't she thumped him yet? Yeah. Which isn't acceptable. Um, yeah. So that was an unfortunate thought so I had, annoying. and I was like, oh, such annoying gosh. guy. Yeah. So um, other cold takes I have. Uh, John Hughes. Writes a nice, thoughtful movie about youth. Yeah, how old was yeah. John Hughes when he wrote the film? Do we know? I feel like he was like this is nineteen eighty five, like thirties, thirty five oh. maybe. And I always think that's crazy that they can capture. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, sorry, that was the age when he died. He was very young when he died. So he was. Your face as well changed there. Um, oh my God. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, um, was he 59 when he wrote the film? Yeah. Um, yeah, John Hughes did write a really good coming of age movie. That is still yeah. very much, It's it still brings up a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot of points of conversation, which is brilliant. Brilliant. And then final cult take, great music. The theme song was fantastic, <gasps> very iconic. That final shot, fifth. yes, when Bender goes to his home, his home on the football field. <laughs> I decided to live yeah. there, but yes, that is a really good shot. Yeah. Um, and it's a lovely. The music throughout is really well done. It goes. Yeah, I don't know if it was RTV, but it gets quite loud and quite quiet. Mm. Um, and maybe I liked it so much because it is like a play. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, because it's so, the action is all within that room and the music 
just adds to it. It doesn't take away from it. It doesn't, yeah. it's not overdone. It's not everything isn't done with music. You know what I mean? It's just kind yeah. of there to, to enhance the story a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you know, I've waffled on enough. Okay, I think that's it. I think we've talked to the Breakfast Club to death. <laughs> I think what we do you, have to. What do you think? Is it worth the hype? Would you recommend people watch it? Yes, I think I would recommend people watch it because it's something that was new um, for us to see teenagers written in this way and kind of being performed by teenagers. Some of them were teenagers at mm. least. Um, I also think that they look like normal people. And I think a lot of our teenage shows yeah. now, they look like super beautiful humans, which is okay. They're yeah. people, normal people too. Um, but it's just nice to see kids that look like kids um, mm. playing them. So yeah, I think it's worth hype. I think yeah. you have to take it with a little pinch of salt in that. Yeah. You know, it's of its time. It hasn't aged. Some of it has not aged well, but other parts are a bit timeless. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just bear that in mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And what did you and think? You I really enjoyed it this time, actually. Yeah, I would recommend watching it. Also, I've just remembered they did an episode of Riverdale ripping this off called The Midnight Club. And the best thing about that episode was that the teacher was played by Anthony Michael Hall. No. Yeah. I think he died in that okay. episode as well. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Oh, spoilers. But yes, Sex Education recommend. ripped it off as well. Really oh, well. Yes, they Sex did. Education they did. did a fabulous episode. I, I mean, you see it everywhere. Yeah. But those Breakfast all, Club so goggles on. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's yep. all from us. That's all from us. So I, again, I'm Sarah. I'm Lorna. And we haven't Thank seen The Godfather. for listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We haven't, we seen, haven't the Godfather, seen The Godfather. But we have seen The Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being told what to say things is great. I need to write some time. <laughs>